0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is green and gold history 50 plus years of stories,
1: championships, and colorful characters.
2: the world champion. This is ace baseball.
1: This is green and gold history.
2: This episode of Green and Gold History is presented by New Era. New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand and pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. We're heading down the final stretch of the top 50 greatest games in Oakland history. I'm Vince Catronio. At number 15, Game Seven of the 1973 World Series, when the A's came back and beat the Mets and won their second consecutive World Series crown. Number 14, Chris Davis, long the tormentor against the Texas Rangers, he did it again in 2018. Number 13, Jason Giambi is the man. The great Bill King call when the A's took on the Yankees in August of 2001 number 12 the ALCS game one of the 72 series when the A's got their first ever post season victory it was against the Detroit Tigers and game 11 on our top 50 list is game one of the world series the A's of the Giants of 1989 as Dave Stewart goes the distance the A's top 50 greatest and we're heading to the final stretch this is numbers 11 through 15 hope you enjoy it Fifteen games left on our list of the 50 greatest games in Oakland history. And they will continue to span all of what is now the seventh different decade of A's baseball. At number 15, a dramatic ending to a series many thought wouldn't go as far as it did. October 21st, 1973, Game 7 of the World Series against the New York Mets. The A's were defending World Series champions, upsetting the Cincinnati Reds in 72. And then in 73, Oakland posted 94 wins, topping the Orioles in five in the ALCS. This while the Mets had their miracle run in 1969, 73 was a season that lacked pizzazz, winning only 82 games, beating the Cardinals by one and a half. Their star was Cy Young Award winner Tom Seaver, who the Mets needed in game five of their NLCS to advance over the Cincinnati Reds. Kurt Gowdy and Monty Moore set the scene and get the game started with Ken Holtzman pitching for Oakland.
1: So here we go now. We're ready for the championship game. And in here to tell you about the play-by-play of the first part of the game. Well, it's been our privilege to work with again, the outstanding broadcaster of the Oakland A's, Mr. Monty Moore. Thank you very much, Kurt, and hello once again, everybody. Wayne Garrett, leadoff batter for the Mets, has five hits in the series. He's been up 25 times, and Holtzman struck him off with a strike. You talk talked about electricity in the air. It is here today. It should be. It is the seventh game of the classic of baseball. There's the curve from Holtzman as he shows it early today. He messes with it. It's one ball, one strike. Wayne Garrett, born in Brooksville, Florida. Lives in Sarasota. Fouls it back. It's foul, strike two. Football two strikes. In the regular season, Garrett hit 16 home runs for the Mets.
2: Purple, the ball, he got Garrett's name would come up again before this game was over. John Matlack. Was the A's opponent, and the game was scoreless into the bottom of the third when Campy Campaneris stepped to the plate. The All Star shortstop hit only four home runs during the regular season, but he was a force this time around.
1: Campaneris, the right hand batter, Milner, the first baseman, about 85 feet away to guard against a possible bunt. Wayne Garrett, even with the bag at third. Here's the pitch. And it's hit the deep right field, going back and to stopped, the warning track, it is gone. with a two-run home
2: run. They lead up. It was Campy's third home run of that postseason after hitting two versus Baltimore. The A's kept the pressure on in the third inning. A Joe Rudy single opened the door for Reggie Jackson. Jackson, who missed the 72-fall classic with a torn hamstring, was determined to make an impact, and he didn't disappoint.
1: Milner now has moved in to hold against the runner at first base.
2: Hit 290 with six runs scored in that series. Reggie hit 310 with five extra base hits and six RBIs to win the World Series MVP. Bottom of the fifth inning and Campy was added again with a leadoff single and advanced on a Cleon Jones error in left field to second base. It brought up the reliable Rudy ready to add to a 4-0 lead. Joe Rudy the batter has been on twice. He's walked and he's single.
1: More action is going to spring up in the Met bullpen. They're shortened up at first to third, in case of the butt. There's a patient in up And the American League champion in the score. And the A's lead five to nothing. This is the aggressive A's team that won the American League Championship two years in a row. They're swinging the bats yesterday and today.
2: Ket Holtzman, the only pitcher in MLB to start three consecutive game ones in World Series history, was holding his own. He allowed a rusty stab RBI double in the top of the sixth and gave way to Raleigh Fingers, who pitched three and a third innings of relief, setting the stage for Daryl Knowles to become the first man to pitch in all seven World Series games, facing the tough Wayne Garrett.
1: They play Garrett, even though he's going against the fastballing left-hander, way around to the right, still to pull the ball. And now the fans realize, instead of this World Series being over, as it should be, but for the error, one swing of the bat could tie it up. Goes back, goes a little looper. Campanero goes back says, I've got it, that is it. The fans are all over the field. The opening that won their second consecutive World Series championship. Their first time that's been done since the Yankees of 62 and 63. And for the first time in the last seven World Series,
2: one league has won two in a row, and that is, of course, the American League. History was made on that day at the Coliseum. The A's, down three games to two, used the staunch pitching of Catfish Hunter and Ken Holtzman to stymie the Mets to win back-to-back games and give the athletics back-to-back World Series titles. It happened on October 21st, 1973. Game seven of the World Series and it's number 15 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games. He was already Oakland's most feared slugger since Jason Giambi, and his exploits with the bat over a dominant three-year period put him in a category with the likes of Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, and Reggie Jackson. As exciting as Chris Davis was when he came to the plate, no team feared him more than the Texas Rangers. And on July 25th, 2018 in Arlington, KD proved that again, carrying the team to a 6-5 win. And it's game number 14 on our top 50 list. By 2018, Davis had already two Oakland seasons of more than 40 home runs. Elite status in the history of the Oakland A's. The A's had not been to the postseason since 2014, and the Oakland DH used his powerful bat to push the A's that year toward October baseball. The A's were good that season, and Texas was not. In the first inning, Matt Olson got the A's on the board against left-hander Martin Perez. Perez readies and offers. Basketball chopped to first base. It is a fair ball right over Profar and toward the right field corner. In to score is Simeon. Over to third base is Lowry. And in the second with an RBI double is Matt Olson. It's one nothing Oakland. A bouncer right over a helpless Profar. And suddenly it landed right on the stripe and ruled fair by the first base umpire Teddy Barrett. And so RBI number 50 on the year for Olsen. When veteran right-hander Edwin Jackson joined the A's at 18, it marked his 13th different landing spot in the majors. And while he provided six wins and leadership to the pitching staff, on this night he dug a hole with the Rangers' familiar thorn in the A's side. Catcher Robinson Chirinos at the plate in the bottom of the second. Here's a 3-1, swung on fly ball deep center. Back onto this can, still chasing to the track at the wall and gone on Green's Hill. Robinson Chirinos, his ninth career home run against the Athletics. He seems to do it every time. He scores Pro Far and Gallo and it's 3-1 Rangers. Perez found his footing and held the lead into the fifth inning as Texas extended their lead with Ned Odor to set the pitch. Line in the right, a base hit and a run is home. Odor singles into right field, scores Carlos Tochi, and it's 4 1 Texas. That base hit chased Jackson from the game, and Bob Melvin brought Yusmeo Petit in from the bullpen. One out later, petite-faced third baseman Adrian Beltre, who promptly gave the Rangers even more of a cushion. You'll know all the moves, at least the initial moves, the non-waiver deadline for the trading deadline. Before the game that night against the Blue Jays, a soft liner towards second. It's over Lowry and lands four hits. That will score Odor. And now it's 5-1 Texas. A little flare single for Beltre is 31st RBI. Perez finished six strong innings with the lead and gave way to the pen. At this point, Davis was 0 for 3 with two Ks. But still, the Rangers knew how dangerous he had been over the years, and he delivered a strong reminder facing Corey Garrett in the seventh, starting another A's comeback with KD at the helm.
0: Spot again for the A's to try to get back in it. Two on, two out. Down 5-1. Garrett, the one-strike pitch, and Davis swings and drills one to center field. This is deep. Way back there, and it is gone. Chris Davis does it again. Number 26 for Davis. He is now homered in four straight games. He had two on Sunday against the Giants, and now has hit one in each of the first three games of this series. And the three-run shot brings the A's within a run as
2: 5-4 Rangers. The challenge to finish on top meant the A's had to get through hard-throwing right-hander Jose Leclerc whose ERA was under two at the time, averaging 13 strikeouts per nine. With two outs and a man on base, it was time for a mano a mano. Power versus power. And when it came to the A's versus the Rangers, Chris Davis always had the edge. Two and two on Davis. Chris back in the box. That upright stance, keeps the hands low, close to the belt. The clerk off the first base side to Hill, peering into Chirinos. Glove on his left leg, and hasn't agreed yet, now finds the pitch he wants. He comes set, and his 2-2 is on the way. Fastball, high fly ball, deep right field, Chris Davis has done it again! Chris Davis with a monster home run to right field, his second tonight, his 27th of the year, and the A's are in front, 6-5. Unbelievable. Down to the final strike. And they cannot slay the dragon known as Chris Davis. As Davis and the A's come back yet again. Oakland had their own dominant closer that season. Right-hander Blake Trinan, whose historic 2018 campaign, finished with an ERA under one. Decayed the first two batters, and that left Carlos Tochi, and Trinan ended it in style. The set by Trinan. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. Got it with high octane. And 97 of the comeback A's continue their summer story. Chris Davis leads the way. And the A's have won five in a row and 26 out of 33. They come back on Texas yet again and win tonight by the final of 6 to 5. It was a dramatic win for the ace team that won 97 games that season. The most significant contributor to the return of the postseason was Chris Davis, with a career-best 48 home runs and 123 RBIs. And 10 of those long balls and 26 RBIs came facing the Rangers. A two-homer, five-RBI night and a magical season for KD. July 25th, 2018 in Arlington, Texas. Game number 14 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games. As the Oakland A's moved into the 2000s, they were a very talented team. The big three on the mound, Miggy at short, Chavi at third, quiet Jermaine Dye in the outfield, and of course, Jason Giambi at first base. Jason won the MVP in 2000, as Oakland returned to the playoffs for the first time since 1992. The A's won more in 01 with 102 wins, but finished well behind the 116-win Seattle Mariners. And while Giambi had a higher OPS in 2001, the MVP award went to the newcomer from across the Pacific, Ichiro Suzuki. That season, the A's had an incredible second half, going 58-17. and In their path on August 12, 2001, were the New York Yankees, leaders of the AL East, and that game is number 13 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games. It was, statistically, Mark Mulder's best season with 21 wins, opposed by the consistent Mike Musina in the middle of another double-digit win campaign. Pitching was dominant early, and the lefty Mulder froze Derek Jeter leading off the top of the fourth. Here's the 0-2 to Jeter. Inside corner, ring him up. Strike three called. Jeter is rung up by Ed Montague. He doesn't like it. He barks at Montague. They go nose to nose for a second or two. Now Jeter walks away. Derek Jeter rung up by Ed Montague on an inside fastball. Still scoreless in the top of the fifth, the A's sprinkled in some stellar defense with Alfonso Soriano at the plate. Now the
3: fans want to see Mulder put away Soriano. And here comes the pitch. Swung on, there's a high drive, hit well to center. Long run for Damon, sprinting back, sprinting back, reaching up, makes a running catch in front of the wall. Soriano's bid to open up a nothing-nothing game, comes to an end in the leather of Johnny Damon.
2: Lucina was perfect through 13 batters. But then, in the span of two pitches, Oakland got to the Yankee right-hander with the back half of the lineup.
3: Here's the line now for the 2-2 to Miguel. He swings and cranks it up. High, deep to left center field. That one is gone for a home run into the bleachers beyond the 362 mark. Tejada got an 0-2 that he could handle, and the end Take the lead here in the fifth inning, one to nothing on Tejada's 23rd home run of the year. And here's Eric Chavez. Chavez hits one high to right field, down toward the corner. Spencer sprinting over. That one is gone! A home run! Back to back pitches against Messina. Two to nothing, Athletics. Listen to them.
2: Mulder was dazzling all day. He got Jeter in the fourth inning and did the same finishing the sixth and escaping a minor jam with the lead intact.
3: There's a swing and a miss, a fastball blown away. Jeter strikes out, Mulder gives up a leadoff single, picks the man off and strikes out two. Only three Yankees bat in the sixth and the A's come up in the bottom half leading two to nothing.
2: The Yankees, winners of the East that season with 95 victories, finally got to Mulder to tie the game with unlikely hero, Clay Bellinger connecting on a two-run homer in the top of the eighth. The A's, who were on a 10-game winning streak through Cleveland, Detroit, Boston, and New York, at the time, weren't interested in seeing that end. Mulder's 110th pitch that Sunday was to David Justice, and it closed out nine exceptional innings. Mulder sets, Justice waits,
3: here's the pitch, Williams runs, strike three, Call. Jumping up and down in frustration, Justice looks back, have Montague the plate umpire and then walks to the dugout and Mulder strands the
2: go-ahead run at first at the end of eight and and a half, 2-2. Two, two. Lucina was done after eight innings in a tie game. On came lefty Mike Stanton in his lone all-star season. Decayed Frank Medicino, but walked Johnny Damon. Almano signs came off the bench and Stanton struck him out as well. Bringing Jason Giambi to the plate, with one of the most recent iconic moments and calls in Oakland history.
3: Drama right here to this final out of the ninth inning, if it is. Off speed, swung, wide red way back, right field. Jason Giambi is the man in capital letters. He has defeated the Yankees with one swing of his bat, a two-run home run, and the place has gone wild. Holy Toledo,
2: phase four. Yankees 2, sweep, 11 consecutive victories. It was his 1,000th career hit and completed a perfect 6-0 season for the A's at home against the Yankees. And it happened on August 12, 2001, game number 13 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games. The 13 unlucky seasons in Kansas City for the athletics franchise finished no higher than sixth in the standings and no closer than 19 games out of the division. When 1968 rolled around, the new Oakland A's were ready to win, and win they did. The first three years in the East Bay produced winners, and the 71 club posted 101 victories and a berth into the postseason before being swept by Baltimore. The regular season winning continued at 72, and the athletics were ready to win in October as well. October 7th, 1972, Oakland hosted Detroit in game one of the American League Championship Series and marked Oakland's 1st postseason victory. That game is number 12 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games. Two aces faced off in the opener. The portly left-hander, Mickey Lowledge of the Tigers was a force. In 71 and 72, he combined for 47 wins 52 complete games and 703 innings pitched. The A's, of course, countered with Catfish Hunter in the middle of five consecutive 21 seasons after logging 295 innings that year. Scoreless in the second facing Detroit's Norm Cash, a veteran slugger who boasted five seasons with at least 30 home runs. And Hunter's first pitch of that inning was just what Cash was looking for.
1: So he hasn't hit a homer since August 13th. Sends that one to deep right field, and it is gone. That's a home run. It, they hit something right over the wall and bounce back in the playing field. But Norm Cash, who hadn't had a homer since August 13th, puts the Tigers ahead one to nothing. Before the ball game, talking to Cash, he was
3: saying, you know, Hunter really has given me trouble almost all of my career.
2: The Athletics led the AL that year in home runs with 124 and were second in runs scored. 25-year-old Joe Rudy led the league with 181 hits and got the A's on the board at the bottom of the third.
1: A high drive in the center field, Northrop's under it, Campanaris will score on this. Tagged it first, didn't go, and the game is tied one-to-one.
2: This best-of-five series featured three one-run games and two shutouts. Pitching won the day, and this contest stayed tied at one into the ninth inning. Catfish was done after a leadoff double by Duke Sims. Vida Blue came on in relief to face Cash again. The A's couldn't handle a bunt attempt, putting runners on the corners, and Dick Williams brought in Raleigh Fingers. This is how he got out of the ninth inning, facing Gates Brown and Jim Northrup with runners on the corners and nobody out.
1: And he pops up to the infield. Sal Bando wiggling his glove. I have it, and
2: he does. The tie continued into the 11th inning. The elder statesman of the Tigers, Al Kaline, got to the majors as an 18-year-old in 1953. Decades later, nearing the end of a Hall of Fame career, this Tiger was still able to show his teeth.
1: There's a long drive in the deep left that ball going back back. It is a home run for Al Kaline. Daylight has done it again for the Tigers. He carried them on his back the last two weeks and he's homered here in the 11th as a 20-year veteran.
2: puts the Tigers out in front two to one. So the Tigers took a 2-1 lead to the bottom of the 11th with Lowell still on the mound. The first two batters in the inning were able to chase the lefty out of the game.
1: And Vando singles to left field, open the 11th. There goes Odom, hit and run, base hit to left. Odom is up
2: and he stumbled going into second. With two on, the Tigers brought in reliever Chuck Seelbach to face Gene Tennis. And this play left the door open just enough.
1: Playoff win. Somebody has to win one today. All right, Tennis
2: squared away, bust the ball. The play goes to third in time over the first. Double play. Oh, he's made. He pulled off the bank. Gonzalo Marquez was a little-used first baseman by the A's in 1972 with only 21 at bats all season. He did, however, provide seven pitch hits during the year And Williams used him here in the 11th to come off the bench for Dale Maxville.
1: One ball, two strikes to count on Marquez. Runners now at first and second. And if they don't do it in this inning, it'll be all over. Selbot ready again. Here's the pitch. Hot shot, ground, right
0: field, base hit.
2: the most famous pitch hit in Oakland A's history since it lifted the Oakland A's to their first ever playoff victory, Game 1 of the 1972 ALCS against the Detroit Tigers on October 7, 1972. And that's number 12 on our greatest games list in Oakland's history. It was the first all West Coast World Series since 1974 when the Athletics beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in five games. The year was 1989 and the A's returned to the fall classic after their disappointing loss to LA the previous season. Their opponent were the San Francisco Giants, returning to the series for the first time since 1962. The Coliseum was the site for game one on October 14th as Dave Stewart, following his only all-star appearance and third consecutive 20 win campaign, was opposed by right-hander Scott Keralts. And that's number 11 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games. The A's were a juggernaut with 99 regular season wins and an ALCS victory over Toronto. Oakland got to Geralt early in the second with super utility man Tony Phillips at the plate. The versatile infielder can play second or third.
0: He's a switch hitter, and it really doesn't matter. He's got a little more power this way. But he had 263 left handed and 259 right handed. Also had a great September. Didn't hit that well in the playoffs. Made some outstanding defensive plays, but. 29 for 84, that's 365 down the stretch. And he grounds it to the right side, and Clark was going back to first base. It goes through the hole for a base hit. Henderson scores one to nothing. With back going the
2: third. Well, the ace featured the Bash brothers, small ball continued in the bottom of the second with Walt Weiss facing Gorelis. One-two pick, it It's hit
0: slowly toward Clark. He's going to come home with it, and Kennedy drops it. catcher is keep your weight on your left foot. Kennedy with the weight on his right foot allows
2: Steinbeck to knock the foot away from the plate, thereby knocking the ball out of the glove. It could be an error on Kerry Kennedy. The A's key acquisition in June of that season was the return of Ricky Henderson, and he provided the necessary spark down the stretch. He was also the MVP of the ALCS against the Blue Jays and stayed hot in game one of the series, with the A's adding on in the second inning. See if
0: LaRouche starts the runners. He does not, and the pitch is in. the right field for a base hit. Phillips is being waved in. Here comes the throw from Maldonado. It's off-line, three to nothing, twice to third. And the A's aggressive. Lachman never hesitated, sending the runner was up the
2: line. Meanwhile, Stu knew what to do with the lead, keeping the Giants from building any momentum. Closing out the top of the third against the Giants, Robbie Thompson. We told
0: you a high ball hitter. You better keep it down. You will have a good, healthy swing. Runner goes, and Thompson has gone on strike. And the Giants are gone in the third. Middle of the third, 3-0. Okay.
2: Yes, Mark McGuire led the team in homers that season, and Ricky in steals. Carney Lansford batted 336. But Dave Parker's one season with Oakland included a team-high 97 RBIs. Now, a little history lesson from Al Michaels as he leads off the bottom of the third. Dave Parker to lead off in the bottom of
0: the third inning. A sending eight men to the plate in the second. They lead 3-0 in game one. Parker, Dave Henderson, and Mark McGuire facing Scott Carrell. And the Cobra takes up high ball one played in the World Series first in 1979, 10 years ago with Pittsburgh, and then last year to 345 in the 79 series, and then last year 3 for 15 as the A's basically went into a collective slump against the Dodgers. And he gets a high drive to deep right field, and Dave Parker has it his first.
2: Have scored in two consecutive frames against Gorelts. They kept the pressure on the Giants with another long ball, but this one from an unlikely source. Leading off in the fourth inning, Weiss and at
0: the top of the order, Ricky Henderson and Carney Lansford. Four runs, six hits, in an error for the A's. No runs, two hits and an error for the Giants. And of all people, Weiss drives one to right field and
2: with a big lead, Stewart stepped on the gas. He allowed only one hit from the fifth through the eighth. But the Giants mounted one final rally in the ninth with leadoff singles from Will Clark and Kevin Mitchell. Dennis Eckersley, who saved 33 games that year with only three walks in 57 innings, calmly watched the proceedings with his jacket on in the bullpen. Two strikeouts later, Stewart was facing Candy Maldonado to put his stamp on game one. dominant 138-pitch, five-hit shutout for Dave Stewart and to mark the A's first complete game shutout in a World Series game since George Earnshaw back in 1931. October 14th, 1989, a Game 1 World Series 5-0 win for the A's over the Giants is number 11 on our top 50 list of Oakland's greatest games.